Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey there, everybody. Welcome again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski and the uh, calf, Mike Kapler, is with me, getting set for another edition of Growing in Grace. How you doing this week, Cap? I'm uh, doing okay, Joel. Life moves on, goes by fast. Make the most of it out there uh, because you don't want to have to look back all the time and say, boy, I wish I'd done it different. We do that, but uh, just make the most of it. Live in the here and now and you know, enjoy what God has given you. I agree. So I think we should probably wrap it up for this week. Thanks again for joining <laughs> us for Going to Grace. That's yeah. good work you from know, Mike before, Kapler. Before we started, we were talking about the probably our, our theme verse for Growing in Grace over the last six years or whatever it's been. Our theme verse is, is when Jesus said, take no thought. We've tried to live by that here on Growing in Grace, and we will continue to do so for the next six years. Uh, what'd you say? <laughs> I wasn't thinking. Uh, where did it go? Well, hey, Cap, we've been talking about bad news and contrasting it with good news. You know, we've been talking about various things where you sometimes things pass off in church as good news when it's not really good news. I mean, the stuff that comes out of many pulpits, maybe you turn on Christian radio or TV and they're preaching and people are just soaking it in and going, yes, yes, oh God, yes, and they're just they're just loving the word that's being preached. And all along, it's kind of really bad news. <laughs> and, you know, we've been taking a look at some of these things and, I mean, there's all kinds of directions we could go with this, but... We're going to be talking this week about a subject that does get a lot of attention in church, and that's the subject of sin. Cap, take it can't away. Get enough, can't get enough of that. <laughs> can't get enough of sin, right? That's what Barney Fife says, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We've talked about that before. Well, and you're right about this, though, Joel. I mean, there are a lot of people, and we're not knocking church here, so don't misunderstand. Oh, yes, we are. Knocking, no, just kidding. Not knocking the concept of, of <laughs> gathering together with other believers. It's just that a lot of times in religious circles, when you go to church, there's just a lot of people who walk out hanging their heads, at least spiritually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you don't see them hanging their heads, but they're feeling worse than when they went in. And if that happens, it probably wasn't the gospel being taught, or it was just not understood by the person who was listening. But uh, that, that happens more often than we want to think, which is why we're doing some of these contrasts here during Growing in Grace. Mm-hmm. The typical stuff that is being heard out there in the church world or the religious world versus what really the, the true gospel is. When you hear good news, shouldn't you always be more encouraged than before you heard the good news? Mm-hmm. You know, in my case, too, I mean, there were times when I definitely left a church service feeling worse about myself than, than when I went in. But there were other times where I would hear a fiery sermon and it was just awesome and I'm going to and I just was all fired up and I'm going to get out there and I'm going to overcome sin. I'm going to conquer sin. I'm going to go win the world for Jesus. And then uh, later that day or else uh, Monday morning, the fire was gone <laughs> and you know, I it was uh, basically an appeal to the flesh 
to get all fired up. And so what it ends up being is bad news because you think you can do it. Maybe that was my positive flesh getting all fired up about stuff. And then I realized I had too much negative flesh attached to it and I just couldn't do it. So the point here is that it's bad news when we think that we can do it. And then uh, here, what we're talking about here, there's this thought it maybe takes several different forms in the church, but it's this thought that if I sin, then I have either I've lost fellowship with God, or God has cursed me, or I'm going to miss out on the blessings of God. And on the other hand, if I'm obedient, and if I do everything right, then God is going to bless me, and God is going to make sure that everything goes my way, and you know, stuff like that. Like I said, it takes lots of different forms, but from one angle, maybe that sounds right to people, but really... That's not the gospel. That's not really good news. No, it's not. And what is the good news? In a nutshell, the good news is that God did everything necessary to deal with sin and ever having it become an issue between us and him ever again. He is the one who dealt with it. Uh, Unfortunately, with this legalistic gospel that's been going around for the last couple of thousand years and has probably been dominant, a lot of people have got the concept or the the mentality that it's, it's up to them to fight off sin, and by them fighting off sin, resisting sin, by trying to do what's right, avoiding sin, that is what is going to keep them in in good fellowship with God. And so now we've taken away from Jesus what he has done and placed that responsibility on us and what we do or don't do. And it's like we've taken the spotlight off of him and put it on us, and we've tried to become the star of the show, not on purpose. But in essence, that's what's happened. Yeah, I think that's true. We uh, carry over kind of a, an old covenant mindset into the new covenant because you look in the Old Testament and you know the law itself said if you do this, if you sin, then this will happen to you. And if you do right, then this good thing will happen to you. And we think that, well, it's in the Bible, and so that's kind of the mindset that we carry over into this thing. But the, but the New Covenant, you see, it's a brand new thing. It's not based on the Old Covenant. It's not Old Covenant Part 2. It's not a continuation of the Old Covenant in any way. It's a brand new thing. We've become brand new creations. Back then, if you sinned, you suffered the consequences that the law laid down. The law said that this would happen to you. Here's the thing about sin and consequences. If you play with fire, you're going to get burned, okay? That's a wise saying. If you play with fire, you're going to get burned. If you mess around with certain things, it's going to come back to bite you. But that's not God who is punishing you. It's not God who is cursing you. It's just the natural consequences of your actions. Again, we can't carry these these law applications from the Old Testament and bring them into the New Testament, into the New Covenant, because it just doesn't fit anymore. The law has been nailed to the cross and done away with. The consequences from the law have been done away with. Christ took it all upon himself having become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so even when we do mess up, even when we do sin, we are still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because it had nothing to do with our behavior, but it had everything to do with Christ and his finished work. Yeah, you know, when you, when you do wrong, when sin occurs, sometimes our perception of what God thinks of us changes. But in reality, nothing has has changed in relation to you and him in relationship, in fellowship, 
You are one with him. Nothing is ever going to change that. That's what makes this such great news. This is what separates the old covenant from the new. <laughs> this is huge. And once you begin to, to live in this, once you begin to understand it and can live in this, it, it just it will change your life because you are just going to be so free from the fear of punishment or separation from God. You should never have to fear those kinds of things again in Christ. So uh, I'm looking in Colossians here, Joel chapter 1, verse 21. I'm picking up in the middle of what Paul was saying. But, and you who were uh, once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. So your wicked works, in your mind, you thought you were once alienated and enemies uh, of God. In your mind, that you know, that's, that's what you thought. But uh, he has reconciled in the, in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless. Now, if you're listening right now, I feel like a preacher here, Joel. <laughs> I want you to repeat after me. I am holy and I am blameless. If you can do that, say it out loud. There's something about hearing that audibly that will agree with what's already inside of you. He's, he, he is the one, not you and me. He is the one who has presented you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. This is, this is the beauty of the new covenant, the good news, the prodigal son. When he took off and left the father, Nothing changed with the father, but as we've talked about this story in the past, Joel, his perception of what maybe his father thought of him had changed. Yet there was God still at home, still missing his son. Sure, uh, probably wishing that he hadn't made some foolish choices, but nothing had changed in their relationship. Yeah, I like that word that you uh, said there, perception. Our perception of God changes, but God doesn't change. He, he hasn't changed. The reality of who God is and of, of who we are in Christ because of the blood of Jesus and not because of our own behavior or actions, our, our own righteousness or sin or anything like that, that remains intact. The, the fact that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, again, our perception may change, but that's one reason why we want to keep getting ourselves more and more rooted and grounded in the unconditional love of God and in His grace and in our identity in Him, because then our perception of God will change, and we'll understand that when we sin, when we do something that causes bad consequences, or even if we do something that we know is wrong that doesn't necessarily cause bad consequences, sometimes it just doesn't happen, but no matter what, we'll be able to understand that in our relationship with God, nothing has changed. His view of us has not changed no matter what. He remains faithful to us, and his view of us remains that we are his beloved children. We are accepted in the beloved, not based upon our behavior. We can't make that clear enough. If it was based on our behavior, then God would be for us, and then against us, and then for us, and then against us. That's not the gospel. That's not good news. And so we can rest in the steadiness of God. Well, yeah, the scripture tells us in First John, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. No darkness at all. None. Over and over in the, in the scriptures of the new covenant, we find that we are in him as believers in Christ. We are in him and he, of course, in us. We are in union and, and in perfect fellowship with one another because he made it happen. He made it happen. And it wasn't because you and I got our lives cleaned up either. 
And he's not sticking around because we got our lives cleaned up either, because that would require perfection on our part, and nobody has ever lived up to that. And so this is cool, because there's no darkness in him. We're in him. He is in us. There's no darkness. It's been dealt with. It's been taken care of in regards to our relationship, our fellowship with him. He dealt with the problem that was in the way, the sin problem. He dealt with it. That is such good news because it takes the pressure off of you and me. Yeah, well, Cap, I couldn't have said it any better myself. That definitely is good news. And as you know, we've been contrasting the bad news and the good news over the last few weeks. We're going to take a little bit of a break from that beginning next week because if uh, you've been keeping count, (laughs) this program here is number 299, which means next week is podcast number 300 of uh, Growing in Grace. We're going to take a little bit of time, a few weeks, I guess, to celebrate that in a sense. We're going to be taking a look over the next few weeks at various oh scriptures and, and concepts and, and things that revolutionized our view of things. Cap and I are going to uh, take a look back at some of the uh, things that helped us to grasp the gospel and and the grace of God and his unconditional love, various foundational things that really revolutionized our lives and our understanding of the gospel. So please join us uh, starting next week for podcast number 300 as we uh, take a few weeks to talk about some of those things right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.